0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and relax, and just pull back from whatever is taking your attention Whatever might be getting you stirred up, there's plenty of that out there. And just relax. If you need to take a deep breath, if you need to change where you're sitting or what you're doing, because really we want to make ourselves available to God. Where we te- we teach here, and we give you the information to go back to God and to put effort in yourself to learn what we're talking about, what we're teaching about. It's not enough to just know these things. We actually have to do these things or at least try. Sometimes the trying is more important than the success. We've talked often about how We learn more from our mistakes than we do from getting things right the first time. So we want to embrace and be willing to make mistakes. Now that's kind of, in some ways, the opposite of how we perceive success, that if we're Successful. if we're doing things right, we'll never make a mistake. We'll never have to correct course. We'll, we'll get everything right. We'll always be doing the right thing, saying the right thing, being in the right place. And those are all ideas that we've come up with to try to be able to, I think, to self-motivate the effort that it takes to know God. Because it does take effort for our soul to know God. Because your soul is already in control of what God has laid out for himself. So your soul has developed bad habits that interfere with what God wants to do, but those bad habits feel good. Whatever habits you've got right now that are interfering with what God wants to do, you have them because they feel good, because they are fulfilling a need. They're making you feel loved. They're making you feel good about yourself. They're making you feel good about your relationships about how you're living your life about mistakes you've made about your past, your present, and your future they make you feel like you're in control they, they meet your needs your God given needs God made your soul to have needs Those needs are met through your spirit because God meets all those needs in your soul through your spirit. When you are dead in your spirit before you became a Christian, your soul could not access what it needed through your spirit. In other words, your soul still needed what God had available, but there was no link there. There was no connector between God's spirit and your soul. Your spirit was dead. So your soul didn't have a choice. But to rely on its own resources, to develop its own bad habits to meet its god-given needs. Let's let's use a a parallel. Let's say physical needs. Let's say, well, I think we all can agree we all need to be able to breathe. We all need air. And our lungs work and we breathe and we take it for granted. Let's say for some reason, all of a sudden, you couldn't breathe. You're choking. That's what your soul experiences when it's separate from spirit, is your soul can't function properly, and it reacts. What happens when you're, when you're choking? You... Either find somebody who can help you or you find a way to do it yourself to get whatever the obstruction is out. You don't just try to live with it because you can't. Your body reacts, okay, I have to deal with this. This is an emergency. Nothing else matters. You stop whatever else you're doing and you deal with not being able to breathe. And maybe, odds are, everyone here listening to this has had an experience of some kind where you couldn't breathe. So you know there's that panicky feeling. Well, that's your soul without spirit. Your soul panics. And does whatever it can. It grabs whatever it can to fill the God-given needs that are in your soul. God gave you a soul that he wanted you to have, just like he gave you the body that he wanted you to have. And the body has needs like air. Your soul has needs like love, like worth to be appreciated as a separate being, to be valued, to be accepted in the beloved, to be loved, to receive that unconditional love. God made your soul to be the receiver of what he wants to give us. But he gives those things through our spirit. And when we're born, when we, are, when we enter this earth, our spirit is dead. That's what we inherited. Your soul is alive, your body is alive, but your spirit is dead. That's what we inherited from Adam. So our soul must find a way to meet its needs just like with a baby baby brand new baby's born physically it cries its lungs suck in air for the first time and there's a reaction same way with our soul our soul coming into this earth has needs And we'll do everything it can to get those needs met. Now our body has the proper connection, has the appropriate God-ordained connection to this natural world, to this natural realm. In other words, the oxygen, the air, is there. So our lungs... And our body can function with healthy relatability to this natural realm from the very beginning. So when we first become re-spirited, there isn't automatically a new relationship with your body and God, with your body and spirit because your body is already has available what God intended to meet the body needs in the natural realm. Not so in the soulical realm. When you came into this earth, you came with a soul that was depleted. And when it came into this when you were born, from the very beginning, your soul did not get its needs met. I don't care how perfect your parents are. Your parents could not, never take the place of spirit in meeting your soulical needs. Because those needs are crafted in your soul to be met only by the Spirit of God, through your spirit. This is why we, so many, are just walking around, you know, very needy people. They're looking for fulfillment, a meaning, a purpose, because we lack that without relationship with God. And it's not just knowing him about him. It's having that connection where that Spirit from him flows through our spirit and fills in all the gaps in our soul, every need over time God desires to fill to restore us to unity, spirit, soul, and body that you and I have never been again your your body's needs. Are met in the natural. And because that relationship isn't interfered with, your body's needs can be met in the natural realm. Your solical needs can't be met through the soul, through the, through the supernatural realm, through the solical realm, because your solical needs can only be met by spirit. Hopefully that's making more sense. We, we've talked before about there's, there are parallels between how the body relates to the natural realm and how the soul relates to the solical realm, but they're not exactly the same. They're not an exact parallel. The, the body does get its needs met from the natural realm, the soul does not get its needs met from the solical realm our soul gets our needs met from god from spirit and that's the way god set it up now our soul relates to the solical realm and the supernatural realm it has power and authority over the supernatural realm the solical realm but it doesn't get its needs met from the solical realm, the supernatural realm, or the natural realm. It only gets its needs met by God. And this is just the way God made it. Because he originally made us to be spirit, soul, and body, a, a single being. And out of those three elements, spirit, soul and body. It is our body that is the most confined to this earth zone. So it makes kind of makes sense that our body is the needs of our body are met by the earth zone, our natural realm. Because out of every aspect, spirit, soul and body, the body is the most temporary, the most transient, the most connected and reliant upon this earth zone and all the different elements of the natural realm. Whether it's time or decay, you know, life and death, anything related to the natural body is related to our time here on this earth zone. Now, we don't know what comes left next and we don't know what came before as far as our a body do we did we have one do we have something that's similar to the one we have here i don't know but we want to we want to know and so very often we just come up with something and that's what we're going to believe and we find justification for it well really that's not the issue You know, we get caught on where we're going to spend eternity. Well, the whole concept, you don't. You don't spend eternity because eternity is not spendable. It's not someplace where you go and spend a lot of time. The whole concept of spending time is a natural concept. It's not a spiritual concept. Eternity, for instance, is not just a lot of time. we won't get off into into that tangent but but understand that your soul has god-given needs because they are god-given needs god desires to meet those needs because that's who he is it's not that you're asking the right questions or that you're Anointed or that you're that God needs you to work for him, it's that's who He is. He's a giver. God's nature is love, and he shows that love by giving himself. So as the, your spirit comes into contact with your soul, As God chooses, he frees your soul from your habits and fills you with more of his spirit through your spirit. And this has nothing to do with your understanding or your effort, your abilities. we're, We're talking about soulical abilities, God doesn't rely on your being able to use your supernatural abilities in any way, shape, or form as he decides whether he's going to, for instance, heal your soul. They're they're not connected. You are not in any way obligated to... Exercise your supernatural abilities, your soulical abilities, in order to receive what God wants to give you in your soul. They're two totally separate things. So, for instance, if you never wanted to seek him, if you never had a desire to know him better, that would not interfere with God working in and through your soul to meet your needs, to restore your soul. Restore your soul to what? Union with your spirit. So what the, the things we're talking about are not so that we can get ourselves in the right position for then God to move. God doesn't wait on us. And also he doesn't hold our situation against us. We have God-given needs. God was not accessible. It's not that he wasn't available. He just wasn't accessible. It's like that door that Jesus is on the other side. He's knocking. He's there, but there's a door there. And those are our habits. God being gracious and loving, he waits for us to open the door. That's up to him about when he knocks, how he knocks, which door he's knocking on. And when he comes in, what the result is. That's totally up to him. We're focusing on learning about our soul. We don't want to be ignorant about what God has given us. Because, again, our, our body is limited to this earth zone, this earth realm. And its value is limited. Its duration is limited. Now, it's a wonderful gift from God, and we value it and we appreciate it and we thank him for it. But that's not what we're here for. Our body is not what we're here for. Our body is our vehicle. It's not our destination or our means of travel. It's just our earth suit. It's temporary. But our soul... And again, our spirit, once your spirit is renewed, you either there's only two kinds of spirits in the world, those that are alive in the spirit and those are who are dead in the spirit. You don't become more spiritual. You are either a living spirit or a dead spirit. If you're a living spirit, you have already received all the spirit you're ever going to get because you're one in the spirit of God which is born of spirit is spirit if you're dead in your you don't have any spirit in your spirit because God doesn't do anything partially when you're born again you become a new creation a new being a new partial that you then have to work on it for the rest of your life here on this earth. No, what we're working on is the soul. And the meeting of the needs, and again, those habits have resulted in that we believe lies, that we mistrust God, that we have so many trust issues, we have so many character flaws, we have so many bad habits, so many wounds that need to be healed. Just there's so many aspects of our soul. We've inherited problems. We make up our own problems. We resist God. We disbelieve Him. We push Him away. God knew we were going to do that. He knew your soul was going to react that way to His knocking. It doesn't bother Him in the least. Except that he can't fully give you what he wants to give you that's that's what he's working on what we can work on in the meantime is to learn to be the soul how our soul relates it's like the example of you know warfare that's always big in in religious circles and in the christian circles and it's used a lot in the scriptures the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. But most of us do not know what our weapons are or how they work. And these are some of the things we're, we're talking about. We don't want to go the, down the same road that if, because part of our problem is, is we think that, that the weapons are so we can fight, we can fix things. Now, sometimes God gives us assignments, and that's perfectly, yes, that is what we're supposed to do. But he doesn't need us to do that. He lets us do that because he wants to share with us the joy and excitement that he gets as he gives freely and unconditionally what is needed in this world and in others fully and unconditionally. If we go back to where Jesus told his disciples, if you had a grain of faith, if you had a little tiny bit of faith, you could say to that mountain over there, be thou cast into the sea, and it would be cast into the sea. Now, he didn't say, pray to me to cast the mountain into the sea. He said, no, you do it. And that was to a non-Christian. Those were not Christians. They did not have access to the spirit. So how were they going to be able to do that? Those are abilities in the soul that are already there that God wants us to learn to use. Why does he want us to learn to use that? Because that's part of the gift that God gave us, your soul. He gifted you with the body. He's gifted you with the soul. Just as he doesn't want you to be abusive towards your body, he does not want you to neglect your soul. He's, he's on one side repairing your soul, healing your wounds, restoring your soul. He doesn't want us to be on the other side. It's counterproductive to be neglectful of the wonderful soul that he's given us. He doesn't want us to be self-critical. He doesn't want us to be to tear ourselves down or to pity ourselves or to limit ourselves our soul. He does not want us ignorant, he does not want us neglectful. And he doesn't want he, us to use the power and authority that are already in our soul to counter the freedom and life that he's giving in our soul from his end. Now, a lot of these are new concepts for many Christians, and that's fine. It's not about you believing me. It's you take these concepts, these ideas, to God and let him explain. And over time, hopefully we're we're Because it's new, we have to repeat it over and over again. And it's not just a little new, it's big new. The whole concept that, first of all, that we're here not to affect the world, not to evangelize the world, not to change the world. God doesn't need our help. He's a big God. But that we're here about us and not your body, not your spirit, about your soul. That's what God is interested in for you. That's what his... God's purpose is you. To restore your soul back into relationship with your spirit. So he can pour himself in and through you without any hindrance that you would be whole, complete, and entire spirit, soul, and body. That you would be one, in him, not just one in him, but one, in him, one spirit, soul, and body. And so, well, that's, we're looking at ourselves too much. We're spending too much time focusing on ourselves. Well, in a sense, too much, but we are looking at, because that's our, at our soul, at us, at our self. That's our job. That's our task. That's where we have been neglectful. We need to to catch up and learn some of these things. Not so that we can accomplish more, but because they have been neglected. And we, the ignorance of what our soul is able and meant to be and to do hinders our being able to receive the love of God. So as God heals you and reveals the lies and speaks his truth and and he does his thing and on your end you're doing your thing and you're learning how your soul works, how the supernatural realm works, how your soul relates to the supernatural, just as you had to learn how your, nat- your body related to the natural realm. As that happens, we learn more and more about God, about how he works, about what it's like to relate to spirit, to receive the spirit of God. And it's going to be on a personal level in his timing. We can rest and enjoy the process because whatever timeline he's got you on is exactly the timeline he wants you on you're never you're not late you're not behind you're not in front of him it's not that you've missed him let him lead you on his path by his light and enjoy the process so Thanks for tuning in. You can Remember, you can always drop me a line at Diane at or through Blog Talk Radio, message me through through this podcast. Otherwise, you can also use that contact form on therainersclub.org. Otherwise, we'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.